now you're back and big and in charge. Okay, man, I, I, I tell you, Mr. Giggles, I tell you, everyone else in the chat, this podcast tonight's being held together with friggin' duct tape and chewing gum is what it is. It's a miracle we got this one happening for you tonight. But yes, we will begin in just a minute. Now that we know what's wrong, apparently we can have a live episode of the Comic Multiverse. We just can't touch anything. Yeah. Now, people who don't know, usually I record the video part of the show. And because I have two screens, it makes things infinitely easier. Mm -hmm. I'm going off on just my one. I'm using basically the same setup I use for streaming, which everyone knows is not an amazing setup, but... You know, yeah. Canada... It, it, it caters for one person. It doesn't cater for two people, obviously. No, no. And, and here's the truly beautiful thing. Uh, Matt can't be here next week, which means I need to find a replacement, and I wasn't worried about it because Matt had showed me how to work this. Uh, now that work is completely out the window because Skype has completely fucked everything. <laughs> if worst comes to worst, we can do a commentary or something. We'll do a commentary. We'll do something. Well, I already lined up the guests, so I don't want to be like, hey, man, we can't use you. But, you know, I would... Whatever. Whatever. That's not what we're here to talk about. 28 people. We're here to talk about Comic-Con. And in fact, you know what, everyone? You know it's right because we're actually going to do an intro like we normally do because it'll help me later when I cut this up <laughs> for an audio version. So <clears throat> got to get into it. Got to get into character. <clears throat> the arsonist has oddly shaped feet. The arsonist has oddly shaped feet. Hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. And today, Matt, we really are meeting the world because we're live, pal. We're live. We're live. How many people are in our room? Like 20-odd? Uh, 28 when I'm looking at it right now. So yeah. almost 30 people. Man, this is getting very close to a record on my channel. So thank you, everyone, <laughs> for showing up on this Sunday. We're sure you had better things to do, but we're really happy that you wanted to spend some time with us. Why? Why did we decide to have a live episode this week, Matt? Uh, for a number of reasons. Mm. Uh, one being there's obviously this little convention happening mm. over in, in America, in San Diego at the yeah. moment. Yeah, well, we didn't get invited because we're not cool <laughs> enough, but maybe next year. <laughs> maybe. Seriously, though, I know lots of people who go to Comic-Con and they say it's great, but they also do nothing but complain about it afterwards. Like, oh, the lines were yeah. so long and it was so hot. Yeah. Man, did you see, before we get into the news proper, because we have just a giant stack of news, and then we'll take fan questions when we're done. Did you see uh, Tom King, uh, the Comic Multiverse's favorite creator, and I'm only half joking when I say that, had a bodyguard? I did, I did see that. I, I'm, I'm both, like, kind of embarrassed, but also, like... I can kind of understand it. <laughs> did you did you hear the revelations about the bodyguard though? No, I didn't. Oh, let me let me blow your mind. Sit around, children, and let Joel tell you a tale. So Tom King says, "Hey, you know, because of death threats I've received, because of Batman number fifty, I have to have a bodyguard this year for San Diego Comic Con, which is horrible to hear. If you're the sort of fan who yeah. sends death threats, you're not a fan. You're a shitty fan. Fuck right off and stay fucked off. Here's the thing, yeah. though." The bodyguard looked really familiar to me, and I couldn't quite place some. And Tom King definitely on Twitter made it sound like, oh, you know, it's a bodyguard that DC paid for me. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's weird. Lots of comic creators get, you know, death threats, as horrible as that is to say, and they don't get bodyguards. And if Mr. CIA man is so tough, why does he have a bodyguard? This thing doesn't check out. And oh my god, this bodyguard is familiar. Why can't I seem to place him? Uh, 
He's not a professional bodyguard at all. He's an event organizer helper out with <laughs> from Canada, from Fan Expo Canada, which is where I've probably recognized him from. So this bodyguard actually wasn't a bodyguard at all. He was just a con helper to which Tom King kind of had to do a little damage control on later and be like, well, you know, my agent uh, thought I really should have someone watching uh, out for me on this one. So I got this guy. And I'm like, oh, so you made a big deal about nothing. It's like yeah. reading one of your stories. <laughs> art imitates life and life imitates art just, do you just do this everywhere do you build up these expectations only for them to come <laughs> crashing down oh my god here's here's uh, the thing he actually didn't show up at the con at all he said he'd show up but then he left them there and jumped off a roof into the night instead <laughs> uh, I, I joke but Batman from this week was actually pretty solid it, remember we said that about the start of the Booster Gold series. We thought, oh, is this going to be like a, a story uh, with a beginning, a middle, and an end? Yeah. And look how that turned out. It, it has every chance in the world to go off the rails, but I will say I, the idea of Batman Bruce Wayne being such an out-of-touch one percenter that he treats jury duty as a vacation from his problems I thought was actually pretty hilarious. <laughs> it was. It was pretty hilarious. And I will even give him credit, too for trying to meet it off at the past to be like, well, how could Bruce Wayne possibly be a juror in a Batman case? Batman saved his life numerous times. He's given tech to him. He's advocated for him in the public, only for him to be like, well, you know, this is Gotham City. Statistically, everyone has either been saved by Batman or knows someone who has. And I'm like, all right, that's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. He he steps in a little bit by having it be a Mr. Freeze crime where it's like, wait a minute, didn't Mr. Freeze work for Wayne Enterprises in the New 52? And hasn't Mr. Freeze threatened Bruce Wayne's life numerous times and tried to steal from Wayne Enterprises? How was he a non-biased part? Ah, whatever. <laughs> you got half the problem, but not the other half. But again, yeah. that's, that's neither here nor there. We're not actually going to be talking about what we read this week, even though there were lots of good books this week. That is because uh, San Diego Comic-Con is winding down even as we talk about this. We have a giant stack of news, and one of the beautiful things about being live is that if anything is to break while we're doing the show, we can just talk about it. Yeah. That's the best part about it. Now, before we get into this proper chat, do I sound okay? Do I look okay? Is everything okay? <laughs> I know people saying Skype are fucking up, and that, that, that makes sense. It's Skype. It yeah. does. Okay. Am I, am I okay, though? Because I don't want to keep going if I'm fucked. Well, you're coming through good on my end, and I'm recording audio, so... Okay. I, I'm hearing you good as well. Uh, Cyborg Soldier is saying sound is off. Are you being real, Cyborg Soldier, or are you just fucking with me? If it's off with the video, it's a delay issue, which can't really fix. All right. Still raspy, really? Huh. <laughs> you, never, you never look okay it <laughs> echoey okay well the echo is not my fault that's the room i'm in right now unfortunately that's that's sadly the way it's got to be i'm either a little echoey or i'm dying of heat <laughs> again am i being like again this is the problem i can't tell are people fucking with me or are you being real i don't i i don't know you sound fine to me okay well fuck it then then i guess again i there's, there's nothing I can do, people. I, I'm sorry. I want to make it a good show, but I'll do everything that I can. That's the connection yeah. problem. Okay, well, if I am a little loud, then that seems to be the consensus. Okay, look, I'll turn my own volume down, and I'll turn my gain down a bit. 
Gotta turn your gains down. Gotta turn my gains. Got my sick gains. All right, but volume down, gain is down. I will talk quieter too, and hopefully that will do the trick. They're saying they're not fucking with me. Again, the echo. I'm sorry, the echo. I can't fix. The echo is the room I'm in. That's just the, the way. The echo it is. is something I can fix in post. And he does, and that's why Matt is good. All right, King Claude, who I trust, is saying it's better. All right, turn the boy down. All right, it's better. Okay, it was a gain issue then. It was an issue with the gain. Okay, yeah. there we go. Okay, every everyone's happy now. Cool. I pleased a room of forty-four people. I've never done that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, t today me and Matt are going to be doing uh, San Diego Comic Con ASMR. Is what we're going to be doing. It's it's one of those things where it seems wholesome, but you know, someone out there's jacking off to it. Is what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. But seriously, though, uh, it was hard to put this list together for news uh, because there was so much big stuff from the comic world, the TV world, the new emerging app world. I decided to just break it down into what I thought was the biggest and then take it company by company. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, then. So, I mean, I guess we'll start in the realm of trailers because that's what everyone's still talking about right now. Uh, the Shazam trailer, Matt, how about it? Yeah, Marvel Shazam, you know, <laughs> by by way of DC. <laughs> it really was like that. That trailer they cut was like, how many Marvel points can we hit? I will say though, the joke I was most pleasantly surprised by was how they started like a DC trailer. He's been kicked out of several foster homes. He's a hard luck kid, that <laughs> Billy Batson. Oh, you know the family? They look nice, but they got dark secrets. Nah, nah, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 none of that's real. They're all nice people. It's They're nice people. It's not that kind of movie. We're doing it completely different. And then for, to see them do the whole train bit, Jeff Johns is Shazam, basically like scene for scene, shot for shot. That was really cool. That, that was, was really cool. I'm like, wow, they're owning it. They're actually doing an old man in a cave that he reaches on a magical train ride. Holy shit, they're actually doing it. As I said when I saw the trailer, it's it's great when they're when they allow like talented people like David Sandberg to actually do their thing and actually adapt these comics and not mm. have to adhere to Snyder's weird, dark, and Randian fantasy. Yeah. yeah, and when they're not ashamed, that's what I really like yeah. about that Shazam trailer. It's like, wow, you guys are not ashamed of the material. It's a story about a little boy who gets like basically the powers of Superman. And he uses it to have fun and screw around. I'm glad you're leaning into that. Yeah, yeah, it looks really great. It does. We we got some nice little uh, clips there, very short, but we got uh, Mark Strong as the villain there, Doctor Savannah. That was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I, I like that Mark Strong gets a second kick of the can at being a DC Universe villain. Yeah, yeah. I mean, his, his Sinestro is maybe one of the only good things about Green Lantern. I'm glad he gets a do-over. Yeah. If any actor deserved one. Now, I'm sure the big question you're probably wondering is, you know, hey, where where does this movie take place in the greater scheme of the DC Cinematic Universe? We saw a Batarang toy. We saw Superman news clippings. Well, we'll talk about that later on. Actually, no, I don't think... Actually, no, we'll talk about it now, because I don't think I put it here later in the list. But uh, apparently the entire DC Cinematic Universe has gone about... Uh, Re, uh, reinventing itself. It's not the DC Cinematic Universe anymore. It's what, Matt? <laughs> the worlds of DC? World of DC? Worlds of DC. Worlds plural. Yeah. 
which makes me think, wow, if you really are going and being true to the comics, there's got to be at least 52 worlds of uh, DC, maybe more if you go to the negative universes. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and this this is like their way of like kind of rebooting. Yep, soft rebooting. It's it's the cinematic equivalent of creativity over continuity. It's the, <laughs> is, is Shazam going to hang out with the Justice League? Uh I don't know. Did you like him? Did the movie make a lot of money? <laughs> then yes. If not, then no. He was in his own universe. <laughs> they just happened to have a Batman and a Superman. And it's interesting. Did you hear the news about the new Wonder Woman as well? Yeah, Wonder Woman 84. I didn't actually put that down, but let's talk about that one because I couldn't get any confirmation. What is the deal with Wonder Woman 84? Because it's it, not Wonder Woman 2 anymore. No, it's it, it's not even a sequel anymore it's apparently its own thing mm. and for better lack of words they're retelling her origin but setting it in the 80s what if she came to man's world in 84 instead of world war ii this now here's the thing i do know because uh, i knew people who were actually in there for the wonder woman panel for the reveal apparently in the room they explain how steve trevor came back but the people in the room aren't allowed to tell anyone yet. They had to sign a little oh. NDA. Oh, someone's going to fucking leak it. Oh, of course they are. I mean, I can only assume if it is 84, if this is some sort of like weird, even soft reboot of Wonder Woman, is that how he's alive because he never died in this new attempted continuity? Yeah, I, I guess so. And yeah, it, it, it being sort of like not a sequel to that. And I was talking with Mitch about this. This It sort of gets rid of all that Snyder-isms that was in that yeah. first one, how it was dark and all that sort of stuff and sort of moves it in line with Shazam and Aquaman and mm. stuff like that, how it's all brighter. Because I know I saw like leaked footage of like the the stuff that was shown and it was all much brighter and yeah. uh, kind of looked like Shazam in a way. I mean... I can't blame them for doing it because it's like it's like oh, but you already made a movie though. Yeah, but you made a movie that was connected connected to Man of Steel and Justice League and everything. Maybe you can have a do over too, even if you were the good one. Yeah, it, again, it doesn't really make much sense to me, especially since it was kind of touted as a sequel to that, but now it's not because of all the changes and everything. But yeah, if if it okay. is if it is the way you're making it sound that. I get the feeling that's going to confuse a lot of people. Yeah, well, well that's how um, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot explained it. Like, it's it's not going to follow on from the first mm. movie and everything. It, it's its own thing. It's sort of self-contained. And they're right. basically redoing it again. Because my assumption was, and I think it was everyone's assumption, okay, Wonder Woman 2, she's going to flash back to the adventure she had in the 80s. That's that's what I, I thought was going to happen. Like, yeah, she's going to remember what happened, and that's going to lead up until we get to like Wonder Woman four, which is still in the present or something. Right. The chat saying, "How do you retcon a movie?" Uh, DC's trying to find ways to retcon a movie. They're trying to do it without having to do Flashpoint. <laughs> Skip, Skip also had a good one in the chat. Uh, will the third Wonder Woman movie be Wonder Woman 94 and she'll be on MTV in the real world? Man, you got a pitch, Tosh. Don't don't let them hear you say that. They might make that movie. Yeah, her costume would just be flannel. Flannel. Oh, man. Something, something, flannel. Everyone in Seattle. <laughs> generic 90s grunge song man i love bojack but yeah i mean i guess you mentioned it there uh on the train of the worlds of dc and the soft reboots we have uh aquaman which again was not expecting to like this one as much as i did 
yeah I, again it's it's a very soft reboot what what a shift even such a soft reboot to the point that in the trailer they almost kind of make it feel like this is arthur meeting mira for the first time even though we know that's not true because they met in justice league yeah again yeah it's like it's it's going to be set after justice league and everything but yeah it's it is distancing itself from that and acting like no one saw that and rightly so no one did really see it it didn't Mm -hmm. make a lot of money atlantis looks different everything is different yeah atlantis like you could looks like you can actually see it yeah uh arthur himself is acting kind of different he actually he's he's acting fun yeah he's well he's acting like he has a personality this time yeah yeah the only thing is and this is probably just because of the trailer i hated like like every other word that he said was something like badass or (laughs) an ass woman or something i hate every other word in this trailer from him was that it's it's definitely they are trying to sell aquaman to an audience that doesn't like Aquaman, which is like 90% of people. Yeah. To which I, I hope they pull it off. I, I will say the thing I appreciated and the thing I was not expecting is that they actually put in this trailer a lot of emphasis on Aquaman's parents, which were a huge part of him in the comic, and I'm glad the trailer opened with it. Yeah, his parents seem to be involved in it quite mm. frequently. We see scenes of him... Where, where his parents are still alive when he's an adult yeah. and everything. And, we see yeah. his mom training him how to fight with a trident. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. And moreover than that, I'm like, holy shit, did James Wan read the comics? Because it looks and sounds like he read a comic and knows yeah. how this goes. He allowed comics on set. Yeah, like, like literally the, the whole setup there where it's like, oh, you need to stop your brother Orm, who is king now, or else he'll destroy the surface world. Oh, that's very Jeff Johns. Oh, also Trench Monsters. Oh, that's definitely Jeff Johns' new 52. Also, a whole scene in the desert where Aquaman's water powers are useless. Okay, you are just doing the Jeff Johns run now. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm really glad. I do think, though, the storyline kind of kind of looks like it's aping Black Panther a little bit. A little bit. There's a little um, Thor in there. There's a little Black Panther, which, I mean, there's only so many stories about kings, but I get what you're saying. Ooh. Well, in saying that, like, what what are the better movies to, to take from? Yeah, I mean, if the work's already there for you, why why not do it? Uh, yeah, uh, Patrick Wilson, I actually thought looked really good as Orm. Yeah, yeah, he uh, like comic accurate. Yeah. Same with Black Manta. Yeah, again, the fact that they made the Black Manta costume work on big screen at all is actually pretty impressive. Yeah, and he's got the laser eyes. He has laser eyes, and I'm like, man. Uh, normally I'd complain and be like, ah, you know, isn't this a little overstuffed? Don't you have too many villains? Don't you have this, that, and the other? But again, I think I can actually see where it's going. Aquaman beats his brother early on. His brother hires Black Manta to set off the trench monsters, and then Aquaman has to stop all of them in conjunction. Yeah, all the war that all comes to a head, and he's got to fight yeah. for Battle of Atlantis or something. And I wonder, will they work in the New 52 origin? for Aquaman and Black Manta, where it's like, you know, Manta killed my dad. Uh, I tried to get revenge, but ended up killing Manta's dad by accident, and now we have, like, this, you know, Shakespearean blood feud. I have a feeling that Aquaman's dad is going to die in the movie. And it'll be a mystery, and then it'll be like, oh, Orm killed my father. No, it was actually me, Black Manta, who did it. Yeah. I hate you and your fish powers. <laughs> one, one thing that is goddamn hilarious, and I'm amazed no one bothered to mention this yet. So, Aquaman's dad, uh, Thomas Curry, who is, you know, a 
pale-faced New England lighthouse keeper, his mom, who is, you know, another fair-skinned, blonde mermaid woman, they give birth to super dark-skinned Jason Momoa. No, well, uh, it, it kind of makes sense in this because they cast um, uh, Tamir Morrison as his dad. Right. And he, he's he's New Zealand. He's the guy who played Django Fett, and and, oh. and fun and funnily enough, Abin Sir in Green Lantern. Oh wow, man! Everyone's getting a second kick. Okay, that makes sense then, because I'm like, okay, I mean, like Jason Momoa, love the guy. He's very distinct looking. Is the thing? <laughs> yeah. This this ripped Polynesian god, this <laughs> Maori brought to life over here. <laughs> but yeah, Aquaman looks surprisingly good, and I hope I hope it lives up to it. I hope this and Shazam live up to it. I have my fears and reservations, as I'm sure you do, Matt, because it's like, here's the thing. We've seen DC film trailers before, and I think we can yeah. agree they all looked good until you saw the movie. Yeah, and yeah, that's the thing. They play well in trailers because uh, a lot of the time their dialogue in the movie is like trailer talk and yeah. stuff like that, especially with like Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it... it I'm wondering how it's going to play out in a two-hour-long movie, whether it will make sense or, yeah, is good. But I, I think it will be. I, I, I know at least Shazam is probably going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, that most definitely. I mean, more more power to them. And, you know, it, it's really interesting that, you know, the, uh, the live-action movies seem so much to get their shit together this year and really try and find a tone and a direction and a vision that isn't, as you said, Scott Snyder-era doom-gloom sadness, Randian philosophy. But then we go over to the TV shows, specifically the app TV shows, and it felt very different, didn't it, Matt? <laughs> They've moved that to TV. <laughs> they moved that sensibility to TV. We had, of course, Teen Titans, or, or should I say just Titans, or as the internet was sure to call it, fuck Batman and friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did not like this trailer. No, this seemed wrong-headed, it seemed all over the place, and I feel vindicated in saying, you know, why did the Teen Titans comic book get so dark and gritty and mature for no reason? Uh, this is why. This was the reason. <laughs> this, is, this is the sole reason why. This is the sole reason why, and I ask why. <laughs> I do as well. Like, it was it because, like, this show was originally being developed when, like, Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman were like like big big things and everything in like the fandom and everything so they just sort of translated that over into this or it, it feels like such a weird leftover it feels yeah it, it feels like 40 year old men trying to write what they think teens will enjoy and it's like well teens hate their parents right my children hate me yeah <laughs> So let's do that. Kids like things that are edgy and what say the F word. And, you know, this this ain't your Teen Titans Go. Everyone talks about how much they hate the Teen Titans Go. Well, let's do the opposite. Yeah, and that, that, that's like another thing. Like Teen Titans, when you see that, they're, they're a bunch of teenagers. Mm -hmm. So you, you sort of think, oh, well, like their demographic, the people mm -hmm. who read them are mm -hmm. teenagers. Yeah. I will make the show R-rated. Yeah. It's like, what are you, what, what, what are you even doing? With that, which is hilarious, because we'll also talk about Young Justice, the other app show. That also seems to be skewing a little older now, to the point where many of the characters became adults in between seasons. Yeah, yeah. It seems it seems very funny. 
I don't know what to think about Teen Titans. It's weird, too. Dick Grayson seems to be a cop in this show, which he was yeah. in the comics. But what a weird snapshot of his life you're choosing to show. It's like, wait, are they making Dick Grayson a cop in this because of Robin Blake from The Dark Knight Rises? Is that how long this has been in development for? Oh, shit. Do, do you reckon, like, yeah, do you reckon, like, this Titans is meant to sort of, like, be kind of, like, a follow-on from that? And, like, his, his Dick Grayson was meant to be that Robin? I, I, man, I'd believe anything. It just looks so wrong and it's so wrong headed. It does. What, what if Dick Grayson swore? What if Starfire set people on fire? Yeah, well, what if, what if Dick, like, killed people? Mm. Oh, which I like, uh, DiDio had to come out and say, no, 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 he didn't, he didn't kill someone, he just stabbed him in the sternum, and, you know, he fractured his neck, but he didn't break it, despite the very loud crunching sound we heard of him walking <laughs> on his neck. <laughs> what about all those guys he shot? But, oh, well, they lived, though. They, they, they were non-lethal shots, and, I'm like, the fact that you had to come out and tell me that is very bad. Yeah. Yeah, and even even like the effects and everything on the show look horrible as well. Like mm. like CW shows have better effects. They've gotten better because they've had more time to work on it. Yeah, but this one and and like people keep saying, like, "Oh, we're gonna see see Sapphire like look like her original." And like, no, we're gonna have some shitty After Effect plugin where like she looks she like she's like, on fire. Yeah, yeah, she has like like orange energy pulsing through her, and that's exactly what we got. I feel sorry for the actress who apparently had to shut down all of her social media feeds because apparently she caught the brunt of people's hatred of this. That's not fair. It's okay to not like the show, but don't make it the actress's fault. She just showed up, <laughs> said her lines, and collected a check. Come on. It's not, it's not like she, she was like integral with the costume design or anything like that. That's yeah. someone else's job, and they yeah. fucked that up. Yeah, and it's not like she can say, like, motherfuckers, I didn't write it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't write it, but yeah, that's... That's unfortunate. Titans in general is unfortunate, and I think it makes me really worried, because from what we understand, this is supposed to be like a linchpin of their mm -hmm. app lineup that, like, several things are going to spin off this, like Doom Patrol and maybe the new Stargirl and maybe, like, several other things. That Yeah, that's got me really worried about, like, yeah, the Doom Patrol, the Swamp thing and everything, like, oh, are they all going to be dark now? Yeah, I don't, I don't want that. And again, as, as the internet was very quick to say, hey, if you literally just made him Jason Todd or Damien... Exactly. Then no one would have had as much of a problem. But the fact that it's clearly yeah. Dick Grayson... Exactly, and and the thing is, um, Jason Todd is going to be in the show, and people keep saying, "Oh, they're going to like have a fight," and I'm like, "Oh, mm. they're going to like, are they going to like try and like out edge each other?" Oh yeah, like, Ugh, I cut my tongue on my cereal this morning. That's how edgy I am. <laughs> oh yeah, I got a fat fuck Batman tattoo across my stomach. That's how edgy I am. <laughs> it's it's a weird situation too, where he said fuck Batman. I'm like, wow. If this Dick Grayson is this edgy and this much of an asshole, how shitty must the Batman of this universe be? That's that's what everyone keeps saying. It's like, oh, what did Batman do? And I'm like, well, he wouldn't have done anything like that. He probably just had like a, an argument with Dick, and Dick, being the edgy teenager that he is, just went fuck you, Dad, and left. Mm -hmm. We are a long ways away from uh, things change, huh? Yeah. Uh, as Wade in the chat says, probably the best quote that he heard from this one regarding the Titans trailer was, they sold you a tone, not story or character. Yeah. 
that's good that's a that's a good way yeah that's yeah, very what profound is, what is the story let's talk about like what is the story like that the trailer seems to hint at i don't uh, know raven is getting visions of the flying grace and circus and dick's dead parents dick is a cop who picks her up for some reason fights bad guys that's it they, they don't even bring up the concept of hey maybe we should be a team maybe we should form a team well, not even that. They don't even set up the world. Like, like this is a world of heroes, and we see Hawk and Dove, and that mm. was another thing. We see Hawk and Dove, and like Dove is the one that is like killing people, and like that's not how it is in the comics. No, she's the soft pacifist one. Again, did you did you read Hawk and Dove? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's not great. Uh, well, we did find out about the DC Universe app uh, because this again, this was their linchpin. This was the thing they led with. Uh, for a month, it'll be a whole seven ninety nine American. I'm going to be glad to never be able to get this app. Yeah, uh, Australia gets cornholed once again on a new app thing. I don't even know if it comes out in Canada. If Australia can't get it, then it's a 50-50. Canada won't get it either. Yeah. So that's a thing. But uh, what else did we have going on from here? Uh well, you know, I mentioned Young Justice, so I'll move a story up. Let's let's talk about Young Justice season three. There, the trailer the trailer was inst- interesting because it was half trailer, but also half here's everything you missed in season two because we've been gone for so long. You probably forget. Well, see, that's the, that was actually a pattern with DC stuff because that was how like most of their uh, TV trailers were this mm. year. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, the trailer felt cheap to me. Yeah. It, well, it, it literally felt like, is this, was this all you had ready to go? Yeah, yeah. Like, it felt like you've been, you guys have been working on this for, like, like years, basically. And this, only this little bit at the end? Really? I was, I was happy what I got. I'm like, okay, they're doing Outsiders. They're really running with it. And I like they're making, uh, what is it, Geoforce a main character. Yeah, remember Geoforce kids? Geoforce, <laughs> the one the one member of the Outsiders who him and Halo never get to do anything else but be in the Outsiders. Uh, yeah, I mean, beyond that, uh, again, I mentioned it before, what was interesting about this is that how so many members of the Young Justice team are adults now. Yeah, yeah, they're all, yeah, they're not a Young Justice team anymore. They're just, they're like Justice League part two yeah they're they're there which i mean i guess that's kind of what they were going for because again yeah. there was a huge time jump between season one and season two and we see kind of the new younger team made up of blue beetle and static and arrowette yeah which man i cannot believe arrowette made it into something i think that's so awesome <laughs> I, I wonder because they're on an app now which means they don't have to deal with content uh restrictions anymore i mean come on fuck batman am i right i wonder will they tell a story about her being like the first superhero with hiv that's interesting so i i don't know i don't think i think that might be a bit too hard of a topic a little too much it's a great judd winnick story in green arrow when they told it but maybe maybe they'll make reference to it maybe like she just coughs a lot and it's like oh yeah she's sick she has nondescript disease and the fans will know what it is yeah, maybe. She's like, oh yeah, she has to go in for treatment. She has, you know, she has a disease or something. Uh, Static got a new look. I'm hoping Static being in this means they'll finally pull the trigger and let Static have a new book again or let him have a new something, please. Yeah, his presence uh, makes me think that that whole milestone thing is probably coming to an end or they work something out. So yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's the real hope. 
on that one. I would really like to see more of that. Uh, yeah, beyond that, not too much to say. I, they reiterate the uh, death of Wally to the Speed Force at the end of Season 2, which I think further strengthens the fact that he'll probably be back at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah. I imagine that's probably going to be, like, the, the thing that happens at the end of this season, like, Wally comes back, mm. and it's like, if you want to see more, you got to support us. Yeah, yeah. As Cyborg Soldier in the chat says, more like young adult justice. I'm like, they were young adult <laughs> justice in season two. Now they're just adult justice. <laughs> yeah. no, nothing young about it. Did you see Aqualad's beard? <laughs> he was rocking a hell of a beard. Friggin', uh, what is it, Artemis there? She's like, man, I got friggin' car payments and, you know, student loans I got to deal with. It's hard being a superhero. <laughs> Yeah, goddamn taxes. And yeah, really. <laughs> she has a dog named Bruce Lee, which is pretty fun. Yeah, I thought that was cool. That's that's fun. Because, again, they say in the first two seasons she liked kung fu movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a nice little little reference. Yeah, it's a nice little reference. I, I can definitely say between the Titans show and the Young Justice show, I think we know which one we're more excited for. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Because yeah. there's the progression. Yes, absolutely. And because, you know, we had two other seasons to go with uh we won't be seeing it till next year though we won't be seeing it till 2019 yeah well i yeah it's gonna to have they announced when the app's launching they uh, haven't yet have they i think they might have but maybe i wasn't listening between the 7.99 price point it not coming to canada and fuck batman i stopped listening <laughs> well i think yeah i i imagine that's going to be like a like a launch mm. a launch show for it so yeah probably 2019 and hey, because we're live, if we're wrong, someone in the chat do tell us uh, what is it when uh, when it comes out, and we'll definitely listen to it. <laughs> yeah, someone tell us now, and then someone tell us in the week that we get we post the show on YouTube. Yeah, what time it was. <laughs> uh, now here's the thing. Obviously, we have lots of nice topics to talk about and lots of fun stuff to talk about. But I figured it would only be right if we talked about one of the more serious things that went down this week, completely removed from Comic-Con, but something that requires talking about. Uh, James Gunn will not be returning for Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and that is because he was fired over the week. <laughs> yeah, very, very fast and, to me, very confusing. Very confusing. It was... Uh, uh, again, I mean, there's no way to dance around it. Uh, Gunn was the victim of a right-wing smear campaign by a bunch of what uh, articles dubbed conservative journalists, but they're not. They're trolls. They're all professional trolls who do shit like this all the time, who angry at Gunn for uh, daring to offend the cult of the orange shit goblin in chief, President Grab him by the Pussy, I believe you know who he is. <laughs> Uh, decided to make it their mission to take him down, so they dug up a bunch of rather offensive jokes he made from 10 years ago, which he apologized for, and used that as grounds to get him fired by the Disney company. And this makes no sense for many reasons, does it not, Matt? No, uh, one, the yeah, 10, 11, 12 years old. Two, he's apologized for them twice before. Yes. Uh, both around the time he, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 was coming out, or just before it. Yeah. So, he's, like, Disney knew about all that sort of yeah. stuff. Um, he's also been and, on his best behavior, too. Like, it's not like yeah. he got fired for something he said that day. He got fired for something he said 10 years ago just because people didn't like him and wanted to drag his name through the mud. It sets a hell of a precedent, Matt, because God help you or I, people wouldn't have to look back 10 years to say some shit we said that we don't agree with anymore. 
and that yeah and that's like the stupid thing like like there should be like a statue of limitations on that like that there is for James murder Gunn said 10 like 10 year ago james gunn isn't the james gunn we know now and no. he said as much as well yeah uh his brother of course sean gunn uh came to his defense uh batista dave batista who plays drax uh, really came to his defense. There's a whole rehire James Gunn petition going on right now. I don't think it'll actually do anything because I don't think any online petition does anything. But it just it just seems super unfair is what it really is. Yes, what he said was wrong. It was shitty. It was stupid. But it was ten years ago to to say an old quote. Why why are you bringing up new sh or why are you bringing up old shit? To which I'm sure people are like, oh, well, they fired uh, Roseanne Barr for saying stuff. Yeah, Roseanne Barr was racist that day and was racist like <laughs> yeah. five times before that. <laughs> yeah, ever since those comments, James Gunn hasn't made them. And to be fair, people should have realized the guy worked for Troma yeah. before this. So he's got to have like a warped sense, sense of, of humor. The dude wrote and, Tromeo and Juliet, a movie about murder yeah. and incest. Yeah, so like, did they not expect that? to be part of it like it's very very strange it and is. it kind of sets like a president's like or like now they can't really pick and choose so no. if he gets fired so what about these other directors that said stuff like that like 10 years ago yeah. i mean can hey, they get fired now uh, what about actors hey robert downey jr did you know he had a drug problem many years ago yeah. and said and did a lot of stupid shit while high should you fire iron man now <laughs> yeah exactly and, and it's worse. Ben Ben Affleck has has problems with alcohol. Is he going to yeah. be fired? Although in saying that, he's probably not going to be Batman he's, anymore. He's so. basically already quit. <laughs> it's so stupid too because the people leading this charge were, I don't think, telling tales out of school. The worst kind of people who were yeah. leading this charge, who have no moral standards of their own. They just again, it was a politically motivated attack against someone they didn't like. And I'm a little pissed yeah. at Disney for capitulating. And here's the thing, too. If I was gone and they're like, oh, you know, we're sorry. We made a rash choice. It was Comic-Con. You know, we couldn't uh, afford any, you know, screw-ups this week. Uh, you know, we want you back. I'd be like, no. No, I made you two great movies. I went to bat for you on numerous things. And you guys didn't have my back on this one. You didn't vet the whistleblowers in this situation. Fuck you, bye. Yeah, they, they just gave in. I, I don't know why. Yeah, for, for ridiculous reasons. And I mean, like, look, James Gunn will be fine. I'm sure his next project will be huge because he's James well, Gunn. Well, apparently he was meant to be announcing something at San Diego Comic-Con, but I don't oh. think it would... Would uh, I didn't don't think it got announced or something. Right. Which I just I just remember like the week before Comic Con he posted like something up like something was being going to be announced. Right. Which again I'm sure Guardians three will be fine. There's lots of great directors Disney could find. Heck, some people already floated around like, hey, maybe Taika Waititi would like to take a shot yeah. at this. That'd be pretty cool and just incorporate uh, Gunn's story. Yeah. And that's like another thing. Would Gunn's, because he, he actually just handed in a script. Yes. Would he be, would that script be used or would they go back to the drawing board or yeah. something? Yeah. It's, it's really weird. And again, too, you want to talk about the hypocrisy of Hollywood and Disney in general. They also had the whole Harry Potter thing as well. And they had Johnny Depp come up on stage dressed yeah. as Grindelwald. Hey, Johnny Depp, you're at the same show as your wife who has a restraining order against you. Because it's implied that you hit her, and they're still working yeah. that out. So, possible <laughs> wife beer was fine, but guy who made tasteless jokes online was not okay. Yeah, and that and that Johnny Depp stuff is more recent than ten year ago comments on Twitter. Mm. 
Yeah, so, I mean, you know, we'll we'll just leave that story there. It's uncomfortable. It's not nice, but, you know, we just wanted to bring it up. I will, however, turn things over to Matt, because I'm sure he has a lot to say on this. Uh, out of the blue, and very unexpectedly, it was announced, hey, Clone Wars, new season, coming to the brand new Disney app. Get hype. <laughs> well, it wasn't really... Uh... A surprise to me. I knew something like this was going to be happening anyway. Um, I was yeah, expecting them to I, talk about Resistance, but they had this. I No, it was announced at a 10th anniversary Clone Wars panel. Oh. Um, so, um, yeah, we're getting, I guess, like season seven. It's a 12-episode season. Um, a lot of people just expected they were just going to do like a movie, like the Siege of Mandalore movie or something. Mm. But, uh, no, like a full season, full 12 episodes. Cool. And it's going to apparently incorporate when um, when the show actually ended, they released like um, little half episodes, done like things, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to incorporate the stories from those as well. Mm. So like uh, Bad Batch, which is one everyone really liked, I really liked. Uh, they're that, going to incorporate that. That and, was the um, clones that came out half baked, right? Uh, yes. Uh, and yeah, Siege of Mandalore and a bunch of other stuff. And they also seem to, uh, like the little snippet we got of the footage and stuff looks like, like new, like character designs and everything. Mm. Yeah. Right on. I'm, uh, I'm excited for it. I know you're excited for it. More Star Wars. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. No, no word on when it's going to be coming, but it's coming with that Disney app. Right. Okay. People are saying in the chat now they can't hear us. Oh, Again, no. is what they're saying. Ain't that always the way? Okay, working on issues. Uh, again, everyone, for anyone who can hear us, uh, we promise up and down, if you can't hear us and if there is a problem, we are recording an audio version of this one that will be fine and good and backed up and everything, so be ready for that when it happens. Yeah. All right. Here, again, just here, let me friggin'. Again, is there is there a problem? They can, they can hear our voices, but apparently the video has gone away. Oh no! Barn, oops. Which well, video? Uh, My the, video? No, no, no! Like, like the whole video, like the all of video has gone away. <laughs> oh no! I know, I know. Oh, okay. Hey, wait, wait, wait. We came back. Maybe, maybe it was one of my problems. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Also, uh, oh, Wade now saying it happens to every video he goes to. Well, don't freak us out like that, Wade. We, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> don't, don't say things like that. Only do, don't be the guy who cried, uh, what is it, uh, stream issues. Because <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and we could easily fuck it all up. Uh, we don't want to. But yes, all right. So with that out of the way, I guess we can hop into... The next topic, which is uh, oh, is, is is the problem? Can I not have my little sheet up and have this up at the same time? Does that well, the, cause the, a problem? The next 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 um uh topic was the Star Girl series, which we kind of talked about a little we bit on the, with the app talk. Yeah, yeah. Thankfully, Matt has this too, so we can work through it on his end as well. Yeah, the next topic, though, is the Iron Fist Season 2 trailer. Yes, we got a little, little teaser that just did just a taste of Iron Fist. It was Danny beating some people up in the street. What more could you want? But uh, there was a little more we got from that one, which I was uh, impressed of. We got a look at the costume, but it wasn't Danny wearing it. No, it was... Was it Davos? Davros, Davos? yes. The Steel yeah. Serpent, he was wearing it. 
Yeah, and I think they did kind of mention, or they kind of coyly mentioned there would be a costume uh, later on in the season, which I guess near the end, because I think mm. he needs to start wearing one. Because yes. the, the interesting thing about this season is that he's going to be taking over Daredevil's position. Yeah, um, yeah. Seeing which, as which Matt he Murdoch did in the comics, kind of yeah. died kind of died at the end of Defenders. And so yeah, someone he's needs gonna to be... help out Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, and I guess in doing that, he needs a costume mm-hmm. to like hide his identity. Right, because in the comics, he just put on Daredevil's costume, but that's not going to work this time. I reckon they'll probably have a part where he does that, but he's like, eh, red's not really my color or something. That'd be funny. The costume we saw Davros in was a very interesting version of the costume, too. It wasn't the classic uh, green and yellow that we know. It was the white and yellow that Danny rocked for a little bit. Yeah. So I mean, I'm, it's it's interesting they're going with that version that they're you know purposely lighting him up a bit. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm excited for this series. I mean, it's got like completely new showrunners and everything. The stunt guys, the Black Panther, yes, uh, stunt coordinator, and a bunch of other really good movies that had really good fights in them. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited. And people said like the footage they saw there was like really good. Which is all you can ask for, and which is what you definitely want from an Iron Fist show. And I mean, if he's yeah. half as good as Danny was in that one episode of Luke Cage season two, I think we're in good hands. Yeah, yeah. Also, Typhoid Mary is supposed to be in this one, which is a very from left field choice as a villain, but I could see her if she works in this show going to other shows. Yeah, yeah, well, like, uh, if they follow on from, like, how Luke Cage was, maybe they'll start not killing off the villains. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> And, and like I think I think we said in the, in that uh, spoiler cast for that uh, they have like the villain version of the defenders, the offenders. Yeah, that's my pitch. Yeah, you could have yeah. Bushmaster, you could have Typhoid Mary, because every team needs a girl one. Because I, as soon as they said Typhoid Mary, I'm like, oh, she had so many great Daredevil stories because she's like a femme fatale with split personalities and each have their own power. Oh man, she would be great to fight Jessica Jones, like to actually give her someone who could match her strength for strength and actually maybe be more volatile and more. Powerful powerful than she is yeah so i wonder if they're going to adapt that like like she becomes like sort of interested in um uh danny like you know how like she was interested in in daredevil for Mm. a little bit she becomes interested in danny i could see them doing that because daredevil's got enough women who are after him he's he's good he's (laughs) he's at the max amount too too many girlfriends too many love interests give danny one (laughs) I, I could see that working really well, actually, and being pretty cool. And again, man, I hope Typhoid Mary is as good as Bushmaster was, because Bushmaster was great. Oh, he was his hard act to follow. It is going to be a hard act to follow. And it comes out fairly soon. It comes out in September. Yeah, I, I know we were talking about, because that was, like, pretty much finished filming and everything. So you get that in September, and I imagine we're going to get Punisher next, yeah, maybe? Or more Daredevils somewhere around the line, too. Yeah, and Jessica Jones, season three, uh yeah, season three is yeah. filming at the moment. Yeah, yeah well, they're, they're coming out quicker and quicker. Yeah. But yeah, so good good on them for that. Uh, what else did we have, Matt, after that? Uh, after that, we had uh, more comic book news, mm-hmm. uh, and that is Jeff Johns' Three Jokers book got announced, and it's Black Label. Yeah, yeah, that... That's cool. I'm glad it's real. It's nice to see taking a step down from the top job. Jeff Johns can write some more stuff, but at the same time, it's like, wait, when I, I thought Black Label wasn't going to be continuity, I, I thought that was going to be 
more adult stories where people can do whatever they want. Apparently, this is going to be Black Label, and the rumor is Azarello Suicide Squad, when they announce that, will also be Black Label now. Well, see, his. I think it works on two levels. I think it, it is that like it allows creators to do whatever. Uh, this one's going to be in continuity, but because Black Label, I, I don't know whether you heard, it's going to be in prestige format or something. Yeah, so they're going to be big. It's a, it, bigger so maybe that's like why they're doing it in black label like it's it's a special comic Mm -hmm. sort of thing it's still in continuity but it's special i imagine if they had black label around now we'd have doomsday clock in it yeah is kind of the thing it's 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 very strange it feels very much like what marvel did with marvel knights back in the day yeah which is funny that we should say that because we'll be talking about marvel knights later (laughs) as well yeah funny that should happen but yeah i'm glad to see three jokers come out but i hope they clear up the continuity issue i hope it's just like well you know because it's a story about the joker we wanted to go a little darker and a little more mature it's still continuity but it's on its own because i feel that again might confuse people and might tick them off where it's like whoa whoa, whoa, wait to know what's going on with the joker i have to read this other book in another imprint yeah i know people were visibly confused when they announced it yeah most most especially because yeah. we've had we've had like build up in continuity through like batman and everything and then speaking of that like the three jokers we have on the cover one of them isn't the joker that was recently in the batman issues no and in fact we don't see white suited dark knight returns joker either who was very early on implied to be part of this yeah so it's strange. Very so strange. So the three Jokers may very well change. And, since last and there's the one that's in Justice League at the moment as well. Who also doesn't look like any of the other Jokers we've seen before. Yeah. Yeah. To think one one little clown character can be so complicated <laughs> in his own weird way. Uh, what else did we have after that, Matt? Uh, we're sticking with Batman. We have Peter Tomasi and Dud Mankey taking over Detective Comics in which, issue 994. Which, again, when we talked about our leaks for DC Comics last week, uh, the leak we read said that it was not going to be till issue number 1000. Maybe that was what's going to happen, but they moved it up. Maybe, maybe. I'm really happy. Those leaks are starting to bat like... Like a couple of them have come out as as mm-hmm. true as will we go down this list more will be revealed to be true but yeah this is really good this yes. is really good so so happy to see uh what is it Tomasi go somewhere and Detective Comics needs it right now because it's in such a weird continuity state where it's like hey remember when we told one solid story yeah now we're just gonna let writers have an arc or do whatever they want yeah this looks like it's probably gonna be like a good long while with him on the book i think i hope so because he's just such a great talent and dc would be ridiculous to not let him do something big for him again i wonder if the rumor remains to be true that this will be about a globe-trotting batman fighting the league of assassins i hope so and it looks like he's going back to his old costume as well which, yes. <laughs> which funnily enough apparently really pissed off greg capullo really did it now. Yeah, because it, it gets rid of his design. <laughs> right. Come on, Greg. You had a good run. Everyone knows you're a great artist. He had it for a long time. Superman got his trunks back. Let let, let it happen. Just let it happen. No no costume stays forever. No, no. He's got to realize, yeah, that, yeah no co- especially in a DC character. Yeah, no, no costume stays forever. You did good. You got a lot of merchandise rocking that version. It was time to go back to the old one yeah but yeah so that's good uh what else was there matt after that uh well we're getting more 
Dark Knight's medal with uh, a Batman Who Laughs miniseries from yeah. uh, Scott Snyder and Jacques. Yeah, yeah. I was not expecting this, but apparently Batman Who Laughs was the biggest breakout character of Dark Knight's medal. People just can't get enough. Yeah, well, I don't particularly understand because he wasn't really anything special. He, here's the thing. As far as I'm concerned, he wasn't even the most interesting of the Dark no. Knights that we saw. But again, he he was uh, again. It's that Red Hood mentality. He was using guns and killing people. He, he was cool. He looks like a sentiment. He looks awesome. He is an amazing poster. He is an amazing tattoo. There is no way around that. I can see why slapping him on the cover of a comic would be great. Yeah, I mean, personally, I would have liked to have seen more of the Doomsday Batman. Honestly, the Doom the Doomsday one, the Dawnbreaker was a really cool mm. one. A murder Machine was a really cool one. Murder Machine was cooler than he had any reason to be, and yet he was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was all like, Borg, assimilate, assimilate, all will become Batman. <laughs> but yeah, six issue miniseries. No idea what it's about, but it's happening. Yeah, I guess, like, he was in. Is he in the Immortal Men recently or something? Yeah, as apparently. Like antagonist or something? He's still kicking around. Snyder still has stories to tell with him, so all right. Yeah, well, I heard, like, they're all coming back for, like, the new summer event or something. Like, uh, them, the Omega Titans, the Totality, all that's coming back. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> it, 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 it's a good time for Justice League. It's a crazy time, too, where it's like, hey, Scott, remember when we just let you have some of the toys in the toy box? Now you get every toy in the toy box. <laughs> I'm going to do whatever I want. But but that's not the only Batman Joker-related miniseries that are coming out, is there? No, there's another one that's... I, it's like Batman and Joker miniseries. That's about it. Six issue miniseries. It's called Batman and Joker. Looks cool. The uh, we got to see some art from it. Again, no word what the actual story is about. But I know one of my favorite stories from a while ago. Uh, Batman Europa was like a road trip with Batman and Joker. So I wonder what they could do with this. Yeah, very interesting. And again, I I don't know whether it's a black label or uh, whether it's in continuity or whatnot. But yeah. It, it looked to be in continuity, but again, it looks like they're just throwing more and more things in Black Label as it suits them. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, they went back and added old stories to Black Label. <laughs> no, Matt, Matt, we could wake up tomorrow and you and I could be in the Black Label. Oh, no. We're going to be dark and edgy? Uh, well, you know, dark and edgy, but you know, also a chance to tell more adult stories outside uh, outside the realm of regular superhero comics. It could be that, too. <laughs> uh, again, White Knight, which we both loved, was supposed to be Black Label. Yeah, I think in its re-release, or its like hardcover release, it's getting yeah. put under that banner. We, we could just be interesting little deconstructions of ourselves, Matt. <laughs> Also, as, as I look at the chat here, someone said, hey, this isn't fucking God of War. <laughs> so clearly we're getting big enough now that we're getting like to the front of Twitch and people are seeing it, but also enough that people are pissed off that we're not talking about God of War. <laughs> so again, if you're one of those people who came into the Twitch stream thinking we were going to be talking or playing God of War, I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll do it some other time. We'll do it some other time. Uh, what else was on my list, Matt, that I cannot read without fear of destroying our show? Um... Well, another one of those rumors that uh, went around about what ha- what's happening at DC came true, and that is Grant Morrison is taking over Green Lantern for a 12-issue series. Yeah, not a full run. They couldn't tie him down to a full run, but it, again, it's 12-issue miniseries, Hal traveling the multiverse, and a cop procedural learning about willpower. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Yeah, sold. 
sold, down for. And again, too, as people noted, ooh, Morrison's playing with the multiverse again. Uh, do you think we could see some of those worlds from uh, his multiversity series show up again? I definitely think so. Like Plus Pax, new ones. Yeah, like Pax Americana and the one that's kind of the Marvel Universe. I could see that. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. I'm wondering if they'll let him as well play with the fact that we've got like Watchmen stuff in this universe now. Mm, it would be interesting to see his take on all of that for sure. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good one. And that wasn't the only one from the leaks that turned out to be true either, was it? No, Kelly Sue DeConnick is taking over Batman. Which I think... Uh, Aquaman. Aquaman. Oh my god, Batman, what an amazing twist. <laughs> yes, yes, no more Tom King. About time. But yeah, it's... Uh, this, again, it, it, it makes a lot of sense why she would be a good fit for this one. And there was a good story, apparently, from the, uh, from like the writer's retreat where the DC people go on every year, where they say, you know, we were all doing round-robin pitches for Aquaman. Most people only had five-minute pitches for Aquaman. Apparently, Kelly Sudaconic had like a 40-minute pitch for Aquaman. Oh, Jesus. They had the whole room enraptured. They were just loving it. The fact that they listened to her for 40 minutes meant it must have been good. It must have been good. Uh, again, from what we heard in the leaks is that this is kind of like a Romeo and Juliet thing for Aquaman and Mira. After the fallout of whatever the fuck's been happening in Aquaman, I had to drop it. Not because I wasn't enjoying it, because I didn't have room for it anymore. Mira is put upon interim Queen of Atlantis. Aquaman is running around kind of being like a Robin Hood hero where he's fighting the power of Atlantis, but he's saving the day at the same time. Yeah. Which is interesting to see him be an outlaw and a vigilante in his own kingdom. I like that. It, it is very, like, Shakespearean, very fairy tale. The rogue prince. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I kind of like I kind of did want him, though, to be back as, as king of Atlantis and everything. Uh, I kind of missed that Aquaman. But, yeah, it, it is kind of interesting. I mean, he always does. It's circular. It's like, you know, Aquaman's king. He's not king. Green Arrow has money. He doesn't have money. Batman's a solo guy. Batman has a full team. It always comes and goes. Yeah. But yeah, that's, you know, it's, here's the thing. It's enough to make me want to pick up Aquaman again, and they make it sound like this is a good time to pick it up if you haven't been reading it. Yeah, I'll definitely, like you, I dropped off it because I just didn't have any room for it. But yeah, I'll definitely probably pick it up again. Yeah, I'll definitely want to give it a try. I mean, heck, if she could work such wonders with Carol Danvers and Captain Marvel, I'm sure she'll work wonders for Aquaman, too. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what else did we have after that? Uh, we got a new Shazam series to yeah. coincide, obviously, with the movie from Jeff Johns. Yeah, which, again, they make a point of saying picks up from where his new 52 run left off. So here's hoping you read his new 52 run. <laughs> yeah, this is like volume two of that. That's how long he's been working on Shazam. That's how long he's been keeping that family of characters in a death grip and being like, no, no one can touch them but me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but we've got this really great story with him and Superman. No, no. Me, me, I, I just, I can't do it because I'm too busy running the company. But when I'm done, as soon as I'm done running the company, I will tell this fucking story. Yeah, and then I'll do it after Doomsday Clock is nearly finished. But we might push back issues again. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. But you're gonna get it at some point. I promise. <laughs> you're gonna get it. Damn it. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. I know our longtime friend and fan, Tevia, with all this good Shazam news. I'm sure he fainted from pure joy this week. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely sure. Yeah, like when, when this news hit, where it's like, oh, he's getting a comic. That's nice. Oh, wow, the trailer looks good. Hey, does someone want to check on Tevia and make sure he's okay? <laughs> <laughs> he may have jumped so high with joy, he may be stuck in the ceiling. 
<laughs> someone, someone help him out. But yeah, so that's that's good for Shazam. That's good for Shazam fans. I'm glad you guys are finally getting some love. I know what it's like to love comic characters who don't get any love or respect. <laughs> and you know, it'll just be nice that the universe will acknowledge that he exists again. Yeah. Unlike before, where it's like, oh, it's a magic crisis. Should we call Shazam? Nah. Nah, nah. Nah, it's fine. We don't need his help. Uh, what else was there? Uh, now, this one, I I assume you thought this was a new Miracle Man series from yeah. ne- Neil Gaiman, the Scott Free one. It's not actually the Scott Free Miracle Man. Oh, did I write it wrong? Yeah, it it, it is Miracle Man, but it's the the weird. I want to say the one that was... He's kind of like oh, published um, by Marvel for oh, a little um, bit. I, w- I wanted to put... No, it was Miracle Man. You're thinking of Mr. Miracle. Oh, yes, yes. That's, Why do I get them confused? You, well, they both have Miracle in the name. Matt, you were so confused, you made me confused by a proxy. I'm like, did I really do that wrong? Did I fuck up so bad? No, Miracle Man, which it's fitting that I put the Miracle Man one by the Shazam thing, because here's the thing. In Britain, when they reprinted... Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel at the time stories, they called him Miracle Man. Yeah, I think I was probably confused because Mir- Mr. Miracle is actually finishing up and this yes. could have been a new series. And Yeah. But yeah, yeah talk about another character who people have loved for so long, has this cult following because he was written by some of the best like British comic writers of the day. Alan Moore, when he was starting to do like Alan Moore basically did Watchmen before Watchmen in it when he started to like deconstruct the superhero genre. Yeah, Grant Morrison wrote him in Multiversity. Yes, that's right. Uh, which was which was really really quite weird because it was Mister Mir- it was uh, Mister Miracle in the different universe that was Marvel uh, Man and yeah, oh, it was yeah. so confusing. It's, it's like layers and layers of nerd demon and, and uh, what is it? Miracle Man. I almost called him Mr. Miracle again. Yeah. Miracle Man is also very interesting too from a legal standpoint because his rights have been tied up for like an eternity over who really owned them. Neil Gaiman wanted to own them but uh, Todd McFarlane, everyone's favorite with the creator, uh, he used his spawn money to buy it back in the day, and he was using that as leverage for other business dealings. But then it was ultimately revealed in court when Gaiman sued him over other stuff that maybe he didn't actually own as much of Miracle Man as he claimed to have owned. <laughs> and it was this whole big, like, litigal nightmare for years. But it looks like it's finally been fixed now, and it looks like, yes, you're going to get new Miracle Man stories. And again, too, if Gaiman owns it, is he going to stay in his own continuity? Or, as people thought with Angela back in the day, could Miracle Man cross over and become a Marvel character? Yeah, again, it's possible. It's possible. Because, I mean, Angela showed up in Marvel Comics basically just so Gaiman could spite McFarlane for holding him up in court for years. Yeah, and and again, like, there's also like the possibility he could be involved with DC as well because we've seen him in Multiversity, mm-hmm. and yeah, very very weird character. Yeah, Gaiman is clearly in tight with the DC crew right now because obviously Dream of the Endless showed up in Dark Knight's Metal, and we're getting a new Sandman, and we're getting all this other stuff. Yeah, I would love it if Miracle Man showed up in Sandman. That'd be funny. That'd be awesome. He's like, hey, I own these guys now. <laughs> Uh, so what did we have after that uh well we talked about it a little bit earlier on but donny cates is taking over marvel knights and 
sort of bringing it back. Yes, which again, I really have to feel. Okay, on one hand, fucking dope. Marvel Knights was like one of my favorite eras of Marvel Comics. It's the thing that got me back in reading like seriously. Like it, yeah. it would turn me from a casual fan to like a lifer fan. Uh, it's also like marking their 20th anniversary and there was some confusion where it's like, wait, is this an actual new line you're doing or is this just a special anniversary? It's both apparently. Yeah, yeah. And all the characters who had Marvel Knights books that you remember are going to have them again. So you're going to have Punisher. You're going to have Daredevil. You're going to have Black Panther. And what looked to be Karnak, which had a lot of people wondering, like, wait, does he survive Death of the Inhumans then if he's running around here? <laughs> yeah, I guess he, he might be in it. I'm not too sure. Is Marvel Knight still going to be in continuity? Because, like, before it was kind of on shaky continuity, where, again, yeah. it's much like Black Label. Do you like it? It's in continuity. Do you not like it? Then it's not in continuity. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm super happy to see Marvel Knights back. I think that's so cool and so awesome, and I hope that continues to be a cherry in Marvel's hat. It also really shows how much they trust Donny Cates now as a person. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of, like like kind of taking over and he's kind of uh fitting into that that role that bendis had at at marvel for a little bit there because that was bendis's baby that was his first major yeah. thing bendis and palmiati people forget palmiati was there too but that was their thing where they're like look marvel you're fucked right now this was this was like years ago when they were fucked and in trouble you're staring down the barrel of bankruptcy give us these books give us these characters Joe Casada will use his connections in the Hollywood world and we will save your publishing company. And they did. Yeah. So historically Marvel Knights means a lot to Marvel. And I think it's so cool that they're bringing it back now. No, no word yet on who's going to be writing any of these, but I think it would be nice if Paul Miotti came back and wrote one of these. Cause he hasn't written anything at Marvel for a bit. I think it would be nice that he kind of comes back and gets to write one. Obviously Bendis can't do it. <laughs> yeah no th i think that'd be really cool if if that were to happen and uh, i'd be very interested to see like what is happening like whether whether donnie is actually writing each of these books or whether uh, he's they, writing like a main one I, they mentioned a few other writers on twitter because i follow a bunch of them it's uh well, it's a couple people i never heard of for black panther but they sound like an interesting team from other places they mentioned rosenberg which I'm like, well, Rosenberg's going to be writing the mainline Punisher book, so if I had to hazard a guess, is he going to be writing that one too? Because Ennis wrote, wrote both Punishers back in the day, because he wrote Max and he wrote Marvel Knights at the same time. Yeah. Which, which that's got to be high praise for you too. Hey, do you want to be modern day Garth Ennis? Yes, please. <laughs> I would love to be modern day Garth Ennis, please. I, I wonder if the reason they gave it to Cates, where it's like, hey, Donnie Cates, you made a Venom book that is both a critical and commercial success. How would you like to do Marvel Knights? <laughs> yeah, this is his reward. Yeah, make it super hardcore and super awesome, but also cool and smart. <laughs> <laughs> also make it smarter than it has to be. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, what's next on the list, Matt? And thank you for being sure to follow um, the list. Uh, next, we have kind of a little thing, which is a Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Daughters of the Dragon digital ah, series. Yes, this this was very unexpected. This isn't getting near enough play as it should be. But yes, these characters who don't have books right now are getting books. They're going to be digital. There's also a Kelly Thompson-written Jessica Jones digital book that got mentioned last week and a Cloak and Dagger digital series from Hopeless. So they're building actually one hell of a digital lineup right now. 
But yeah, the the Jessica Jones one actually came out this last week. Yeah, it was a stealth um, release. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're building up like it's like all all the all the uh, characters that have like a TV show or something. Yeah. They're they're getting like their own digital series, which is really fucking smart. Because as I've said a million times before, digital comics is the wave of the future. You just got to try and aim it right, and you need to have a certain level of hero. I think with these more street-level TV-adjacent heroes, they finally cracked the code on this one, where it's like, look, Luke Cage and Iron Fist, great. They don't always need a book, but a digital series is good. We'll save money on that one. And if they were really smart, you know what Marvel would do? Hey, you just finished season two of Luke Cage. Did you like it? Continue to read his adventures here on this digital app. I. I was just about to say they could like incorporate it some way, and it's like, yeah, if you liked season two of Luke Cage, yeah. come read the the comic. Because again, know, it's right here. It's reaching out to people who don't normally read comics, and I think that's such a fucking smart idea. And I really want to read all of these. Yeah. And again, I hope they use the injustice model. Keep them cheap. Keep them frequent. Because that's mm-hmm. the other thing that worked in Injustice's favor. Oh, this comes out once a week. Cool. Yeah, it works really well. And I know, like, on top of, like, digital sales, it does really well when it's, like, collected every five or six issues. Yes. If they use that model, I think that would be perfect for these books. Yeah. I'm really confident. I will be watching this very closely, and I really hope this succeeds. Yeah, I do as well. Yeah. It's really great. It'll be good for everyone. It'll be good for comics in general if this model succeeds. Yeah. Uh, now, what else was there going on, Matt? Uh, well, these two stories we can kind of talk about together because mm. first up, we're getting a limited X Men series called X Men Black. Yes, I thought it was a brand new book, but it's not. It's actually like a six issue mini focusing on a different X Men villain uh, every issue. Yeah, and each issue is going to have a backup of uh, involving Apocalypse. And yes. it's going to tell like a, a story in the backups, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that apparently spins off or is somehow related to Uncanny X-Men returning uh, in November. Mm-hmm. How did we know, Matt? Oh, uh, <laughs> Blue and Gold are going away. I bet Adjectiveless and Uncanny are coming back, and they are. <laughs> yeah. Uncanny, which they were uh, they were very coy about it on social media. They're like, yep, coming back, coming back in November. We have a creative team. We're not going to tell you yet. We want that to be a surprise. We also have the first four issues worth of scripts done. It's being drawn but right now, but we can't tell you anymore. Yeah. I bet they're going to tell us closer to the end of Extermination is what it is, because they still want people to read Extermination. They don't want them to <laughs> just get hyped and not buy any X-Men until November. Yeah, and not, like, realize, like, oh, these X-Men won't be in there because they died in the previous series or something. Mm-hmm. Who's who, who, who's our feeling for who's it going to be? Like, the, the hot rumor forever is Hickman, that they coaxed Hickman back mm-hmm. by finishing his S.H.I.E.L.D. series, that they're going to give him, like, a blank slate to just do whatever he wants with the X-Men like he did with Avengers. That I could see that, maybe. that That's, like, that would be, like, my, like, yes, amazing fan cast sort of mm-hmm. thing. Um... Who, who else? Uh, I, I would probably say, like, because I know X-Men Red's doing really well, Tom Taylor probably might get a shot at it, but he, I don't think so. He knows the X-Men world pretty solidly. Matthew Rosenberg is already writing Astonishing right now. Yeah. Uh, Chris Claremont is writing the first issue of X-Men Black. He's writing the Magneto, Magneto series. One. Wouldn't it be yeah. funny if they're like, an uncanny X-Men written by Chris Claremont in 2018? <laughs> 
That'd be pretty cool. That would be super unexpected. Here's the thing about Claremont. Claremont has straight up said, look, the only reason I don't want to go back to writing X-Men again is I don't want to sit down and read like the 40 plus years of material from when I stopped to now. <laughs> Imagine if they're like, okay, you can come. We're going to change time anyway. We're going to delete those 40 plus years. You just keep going like you didn't stop, Chris. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. That would be nuts, and it would it would make some fans so happy. It would make other fans so angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, you know your favorite era of X Men didn't happen. <laughs> we killed it dead. But uh, the fact well, that they're so, keeping uh, it a secret makes me think it has to be Hickman. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, someone big, maybe like Claremont or Claremont and Hickman or something. Yeah, but. I I'm interested to see who it's going to be. Again, I was thinking like maybe because they got like Jeff Lemire to do a century book, maybe he could do something. Yeah, I'd be interested to see what his take on X Men is. In general, I'm just going to be happy to have X Men books I want to read again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I didn't really want to read Blue or Gold anymore. No, but yeah, to have have like one that's like like the central X Men book is going to be good. From like the end of. X-Men onwards, and even a little before that, it was just so easy to ignore what was going on with the X-Men. It really was. And, like, now, hopefully that they have the rights back and that that's official, they'll start giving a shit again. I think they are, uh, with all these books and everything coming mm -hmm. out, yeah. They I, definitely are. I read an interesting Twitter exchange where someone's like, you know, oh, you know, do you think if they put as much time uh, in writing uh, the X-Men and, you know, developing the X-Men as they were writing the Inhumans, do you think more people would like the X-Men now? To which someone very cleverly wrote back, your question is flawed because they never stopped liking the X-Men. The X-Men continued to have fans through all the fuckery X-Men fans or are ride or die. <laughs> It's just, they, they, they really are. They really are. There, there are fans I have met who they are comic fans, but they only read X-Men. It's the only thing that they do. Yeah, and they think like everything is good about it as well, mm -hmm. when, it, when really it's not. It hasn't yeah. been for a while. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been rough. There's been bright spots. There's been some real bright spots, but by and large, the mutants have not been so merry. But here's hoping this changes things. Yeah. All right, now what uh, what else is there on the list? It's a big list. We've been going um, for over an hour, and we're still only, like, halfway. Uh, uh, we got Spider-Girls coming from Jody Hoser. Yeah, that's right, which, again, was another thing that made a lot of, like, very niche fans super happy. Hey, you know your favorite Spider-Girls who went away? Well, they're getting a new book now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really know what else to say about this. These, these were never my Spider-Girls, but I know for some people out there, they're going to be ridiculously happy. Yeah, definitely. Some people are so goddamn happy now. And being happy is nice. And that kind of seems to be Marvel's new marching orders and Fresh Start, where it's like, okay, what, what fans can we throw a bone this week? <laughs> yeah, who can we make happy this week? All right, so hey, you want uh, was you, you want Mary Jane and Peter to be back together? All right, throw you a bone. You want more Spider-Girls? Throw you a bone. You want uh, was you want an Avengers book that's you know written by A plus talent and actually you know worth keeping up with? There's a bone. <laughs> Just throwing you so many bones. And uh, what was there after that? Uh, after that, we have Sony making a Bloodshot movie with Vin <laughs> Diesel. <laughs> this again, like I said, I wanted to honor all the companies on this one, and yes, that includes Valiant. <laughs> Boy, there was a day and age not so long ago where I could have actually called up people at Valley and said, Hey, can I talk to Vin Diesel? 
about Lefeng. <laughs> And they'd be like, do you work online? And like, I sure do. All right, then. You can come meet Mr. Diesel. And that would have happened. It's not happening now, though. No, no. It's it's also very on brand for Vin Diesel. I just want to be a superhero so bad. I just want, I just want to do it. I just want to be super. Could I be super in your movie? Yeah, we got this guy, Bloodshot. I remember reading Bloodshot in between my D&D games. I'll be Bloodshot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny, because he's going to be bloodshot in the movie, but they also had the Green Power Ranger, Jason David Frank, being bloodshot in that web series of theirs. Which Did that web series even come out? You know, honestly, I don't really know. I don't really follow Valiant all that much. But lot, I see it every now and then, but I don't think so. A, a lot happened to Valiant in a very short amount of time. I remember when I was at Seattle Comic Con, they were showing off a bunch of trailers for uh, for that web series. And they're like, oh, look, you know, we were working with the Bat and the Sun guys to do the costumes and the stunts and we got the green power ranger and we got john morrison <laughs> and it's like isn't this great and i'm like yeah it could be cool and then i don't yeah. remember if it ever came out then they got bought out by chinese interest and all the people who i knew who worked there don't work there anymore <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry sorry josh <laughs> i'd I, I say sorry everyone else but i know they're, they're like friggin millionaires and they're fine <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're fine. They, they have many other interesting endeavors that they're working on right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure they're being super happy and super well taken care of. But yeah, is, is that everything? Was that the whole list? Um, There was. There there was some stuff you did miss, though. Okay. Do, let's do a lightning round of shit Joel missed. Uh, first one, which is something that I'm really hyped for, is that Batman the Animated Series is coming to Blu-ray. Yeah, I have my standard def DVDs that I'm very proud of. I'm almost mad I have to buy it again, but I'm not mad I have to buy it again. The the set looks pretty cool. It's the whole series plus the two movies. Um, you get like, like cool art book sort of thing that all the movies sort of sit in. And yeah, a bunch of like uh, stills of the of the show and everything, and three little pop vinyls that I don't really give a fuck about. Yeah, some people really like it. Yeah, but that's cool. That's cool. I, I and it's coming out in October, so very soon. Yeah, exactly. That's that's wicked awesome. I'm really really happy for that. I mean, anything involving Batman the animated series makes me super super happy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. And I hope they do the same with the Superman animated series and then the Justice Leagues and yeah, all that sort of stuff. I mean, that seems to be the trajectory. Superman in general, Superman the animated series, gets much less love than Batman, which is unfortunate because it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. I, I hope all the commentaries are in tra uh, intact and all the behind the scenes too, which I like so much. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I, they didn't announce it, but now totally would be the time to be like, hey, let's shoot a new uh, documentary about the importance of Batman the Animated Series and how its effects are still being felt today. That would be pretty cool. Hey, hey, DC Warner Brothers, hey, DC Fan Channel, invest in me, I'll go do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take my camera and fly around the country and talk to people about Batman the Animated Series <laughs> and how important it was to all of us. <laughs> That's what I'll do. Because I have nothing better to do with my time, don't you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah, what uh, what else did I miss on the great train um, of shit I missed? The DC animated movies all got announced for 2019. That's right. There was like four of them, wasn't there? There was. And to my surprise, there's actually some variety. Yeah, I know, right? They're not just all Batmans and all Justice League starring Batman. There actually is some shit going on here. 
Yeah, well, so first up, we got Reign of of the Superman, which Ooh. follows up from Death of Superman, which I haven't even watched yet. It's the first one I have literally not watched. I own it. I have not had a chance to watch it yet. I'm just like, I, I could watch that. I could punch myself in the nuts a little bit. I, yeah, I I watched it. Did not like it. I haven't liked the last several animated movies, and that kills me because I used to love all of them. Yeah, no, the, the the Death of Superman wasn't very good because they tried to mash it with the New 52 because their universe is the New 52 for some reason. And still still is, even though the comics abandoned it, which is why you don't do dumb shit like that. Yeah, so, like, it, it's, it's very strange, and it doesn't, doesn't run well. Heart- it doesn't, yeah. Heartbreaking. Here's hoping because DC Comics got their shit back together in DC Rebirth. I'm really hoping the animation gets their shit back together too. Let's hope. Let's yeah. hope. That was another thing. The show had like pretty awful animation and awful voice acting. They cast Rain Wilson as Lex Luthor. Why? Who the fuck does that? <laughs> Again, it's like, look, I know you can't get like Clancy Brown every time. I know you can't get the actors you want every time. They're busy and get on schedules. Get Michael Rosenbaum back. I'm sure he'd be happy to do it. Yeah. Get, get the people who are happy to do it. Literally have them phone in their performances if they have to. Get get a consistent crew. That's that's the problem. I think they want to make shows, but they can't make shows anymore, so they have to make movies. Yeah, because they're cheap and easy to make. Yeah, which is unfortunate because it never used to be. Like from Flashpoint Paradox onward, you can see the money get halved and halved again and halved yeah. again on every new thing. And it's like, guys, by if you keep doing it, it's going to be stick puppets by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just rough animatics. Yeah. But, so yeah, the variety we have, we've got Batman Hush, which makes sense. That seems to be the next story, because they've done pretty much all the major Batman stories everyone knows. So, yeah, and is that going to be in the new 52? I hope not. Yeah, it it probably will be. Is it going to be like Gotham by Gaslight? Are they actually going to keep the mystery intact? Or is Tommy Elliott not even going to be in this, and they're going to completely fuck up the mystery? Oh, Jim Gordon was actually Hush all along. (laughs) <laughs> i'm still mad about gotham by gaslight because that should have been so good and yet they ruined that yeah how do you do an adaptation of a murder mystery and you don't even have the murder from the story in the movie <laughs> god damn it uh what else was there there was wonder woman bloodlines which is the new 52 yep. brian azarello story yeah i don't know how to feel about that i don't know either especially because the animated wonder woman movie is one of the best animated movies they did it was so good it should have been a live action movie it it was so good that we did a commentary on it we did that's how much matt and i both love that one i don't really like the azarello years i know it got a lot of people into reading wonder woman but they junked it pretty goddamn quick didn't they yeah is this the one where she has the guns yes i think so Oh no! I know. Oh, I'm like no. this, this seems too edgy. Five me. I know you're probably doing it because, like, oh, it's a Wonder Woman story that's more accessible. There's like a dozen better Wonder Woman stories you could do. Do yeah. Do, do the Hecatea. Do any of the other really good ones that could fit into this universe. Do anything from the Gail Simone run, the Rucker run. Don't don't do this. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Oh, hey, speaking of uh, Gail Simone, did you hear she was named new chief creative officer of uh, Lions Forge Comic Studio? 
I did. That's pretty cool. Yeah, she's helping run a company now. Like I, I was kind of aware of Lions Forge because they've been around, and I see you know their stuff retweeted and everything. They they have a new D and D comic called Rolled and Told, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny. That's pretty cute. I went from like, oh, I'll have to look at that to oh, Gail Simone's like having a lot of input in this universe. She's the creative czar. <laughs> okay, Joel needs to start reading Lions Forge now. <laughs> They're, they're really nice, too, and they're like a small company and everything. So, you know, go go help the little guy, you know. Power to the people, power to the indies. Yeah. And everything. Don't don't say Joel only loves the big two. Well, the big two pay his bills, so he loves them a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'd love to do more indie content, but I'd also like to pay my rent and get groceries, too. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and sadly, the indies don't do that for me. Uh what what were the other uh, ones that I missed for those new anime um, movies? Did you did you just as a whole? Did you want to talk about the DC TV stuff like the Flash, oh, all that I, sort of stuff? I didn't get a chance to watch those. Were those out? Uh, they they did release Comic Con trailers for them. That you're not really missing much because most of them, like the Young Justice, are just like mm. recaps of the series. They got little things like in the uh, the Flash one, we see a bit more with. Um, uh, Flash's daughter from the future that we saw at the end of the last that's season. Right. I, I forgot that's how that one ended. Yeah, a uh, little bit more about that. He gets the uh, he gets the the ring oh, uh, cool. with the Flash suit in it, which uh, we, we see briefly in the trailer. Uh, the villain is going to be Cicada, apparently. That that flies over my head. I'm usually great with obscure yeah. DC villains. I, I, well, I think he might look different in the show. He's like mm. the he's like got a hood and a mask and all this sort of stuff. A cicada uh, is a tree. Is he a tree man? A cicada is an insect. Oh, I thought it was a tree. No, no, that's right. Cicadas are those things that live underground by trees and pop up and shed their skin and everything. Yeah. So he's like the fly. He's fighting Jeff Goldblum now. <laughs> oh god that's terrifying yeah love it um the the legends one was i guess more of the same it sort i of did played see up the legends fact, actually yeah played up the fact that john constantine's going to be on the team now and they're going to deal deal with magic this season which i like the trailer kind of led you on this thing where it's like yeah we defeated a dark demon lord and we're you know big serious respected heroes and i'm like no legends don't start taking yourself seriously now you're fun because you're silly only for them to smack it down It'd be like, no, we're still losers. I like Ray Palmer's line in that. It's like, hey, we have fans. It's, it's small, but we have fans. We have fans. I love they're even leaning into that. We're the least popular of the CW shows. <laughs> which is which sucks, because they're, like, the best. They're, they're the ones that had the most improvement, and it's funny, because that also includes Black Lightning, which is the newest one, and Black Lightning already has more vocal <laughs> fans than Legends does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the arrow one, the arrow one. I, I looked up. Apparently, longbow hunters is going to be coming, uh, and they 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 seemingly are adapting that Supermax movie. Oh, yeah. I I haven't I haven't been following it, but somehow Oliver's in jail, and all his past criminals are in jail with him, and they try and rape him in the shower. Oh, so arrow <laughs> yeah. arrow continues to be arrow, huh, is what you're telling me. <laughs> Yeah. Thank, thank you for reminding me in so many words why I don't watch that show, despite the fact that Green Arrow is my favorite superhero. I'm going I'm to watch it because the trailer made me laugh because it was just so overly serious. You know, it's funny. Like, I try and hate that show and I try and not like uh, Stephen Amell, but he's just such a nice guy in real life. And he continues to in, like endear himself to me and also get involved in other things I like outside 
of superhero stuff because like apparently he's a big fan of wrestling and he's a big yeah. fan of the Bullet Club, like those shirts I wear and everything. He's going to be at their super show all in, and he's become like the first celebrity member of the Bullet Club. And I'm like, God damn it, Stephen Amell, you get to be my favorite hero. You get to join my favorite wrestling faction. I don't like your show. You're Canadian like me, but you seem to be genuinely a nice man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, one thing I'll say, I think it looks like he has like the like goatee beard sort of thing mm. through this, but that it, that's while he's in prison, so he's probably going to shave it off when he gets out. Right, of course. Several several seasons too late for him to start looking and acting like the comic version. Uh, yeah, again, Su- Supergirl as well didn't really give us much about what this new show's new series is going to be like. We got like hints at like the villain Agent mm. Liberty. Mm. Uh, who they're playing? Who's being played by Sam Witwer? Really? Um, yeah. I guess he ain't uh, doing who, much else in movies. Yeah, well, he's got a couple of voicing at, with Solo and everything. Um, That's right. I forgot about that. But yeah, he. It's it's kind of weird. Was and and I know Dan Jurgens actually kind of commented this on as well because they've they've made him they've made Agent Liberty basically like. Uh, a MAGA supporter, you know, uh, those damn aliens so, coming so, into so our... U.S. agent from Marvel is what they made him. Basically, whereas in in the comics, he's nothing like that. No, um, but of course, they wanted to pick a guy with an overly patriotic name because it was easy to make him the villain. Yeah, um, and apparently they're also, as well as doing the Red Sun stuff with Supergirl, oh. they're also seemingly adapting... The future's end part where where they had that armored superman where it was oh, shazam yeah. yeah yeah because we see in the trailer she gets like a new costume and it's basically that but like a female version right does that mean that superman's got to go away and she's got to like protect metropolis in his place i have no idea but they don't want people to know superman's away because that might cause a panic so she does it instead you immediately know because it's definitely a woman in that costume. Yeah, it's a little harder to do in that universe, man. I I, I, I don't know about you guys, but Superman, he's got a he's got a rocket ass now. What what, what happened? <laughs> Damn it, Jerry! Oh my God, it's Dick Grayson. <laughs> Dick Grayson is the new Superman. I knew it. Uh, see, there's there's so many places they could go for comedic mismatching. Uh, oh, as the chat reminds us too. Uh, Batwoman is also coming to the CW universe. They didn't have any new trailers or new anything for it, but yes, it is coming, and we technically knew that from before. And again, I think that's like, because I know they announced a C- series for Batwoman, I, I'm like, you're kind of counting your eggs before they've hatched. You don't know how she's going to be liked in that crossover. She that's could be true. like the worst character ever. It's true, but then again, you know, they've been batting pretty good with it. They did it with Barry. Yeah. People liked Barry enough. They did it with Vixen, though the Vixen show didn't lead to anything. They did it with the Ray, <laughs> but he just got an animated thing. They've Oh, I guess they did it with the Adam, too, because he's technically a spinoff character, too, and all those other ones are. I, I can understand them doing that. They've been lucky so far, but let's see if people are willing to accept uh, a, a Batwoman, because that's the thing. For most non-comic readers, they have no idea who Batwoman is. Yeah, and again, like most comic book readers will be like, oh, if they turn Batman into a woman. Yeah, it's like, no, no, Kane, not Wayne, different name. Same family, though, <laughs> but different name. I wonder, if yeah. she, I wonder if she'll mention my cousin Bruce or my aunt Martha. 
Oh, maybe, maybe. Well, they need to establish that there is a Batman that she became Batwoman from. Exactly. She right. didn't just becomes Batwoman, you know. She becomes Batwoman because there is a Batman. It's it's a Venom Spider-Man situation where it's like, you can't have one without the other. Try, though, you might. Yeah, yeah. I think a Batwoman show would be good, even though I have to ask myself, where it's like, well, wait, who's... Who's she going to fight, though? Because Arrow's already fought all the D-list Batman villains. Are they just going to all move to Gotham now? Yeah. They're all going to get on the train and be like, ah, that Oliver Queen beat us up, but I like our chances here in Gotham, boys. Oh, no, we're getting beaten up again. <laughs> I like, like, Batwoman does have villains of her own, but they're actually more magical and paranormal. Yeah. There's, there's like Mr. Bone and the Crime Bible and all of that other stuff. That would be good. You could build a whole season around the Crime Bible. Ooh, and if you have her <laughs> in a show, that means you could have her girlfriend, Renee Montoya, which means you could have the question at some point. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice to have the question on television? I would like that very much to have the question on television. Yeah. <laughs> which, it's funny, she was also in a relationship with Maggie Sawyer, but I guess they can't do that now because the Supergirl show is already doing it, and that's another universe. Uh, well... Well, the thing is, Maggie Sawyer in that universe is, like, gone. Really? Yeah, she, like, buggered off. Oh. She was in, a, like, a relationship with Alex uh, Danvers and then, like, kind of left. <laughs> and she's, like, gone now. That's unfortunate. Well, maybe she can show up in this show and be like, yes. Because <laughs> they've already shown that, like, the same people can live on different Earths but be two different people. So they could do that. Yeah. 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 I'd like that. My Cousin Bruce sounds like a sitcom, says the chat. Yeah, it is. And now back to My Cousin Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, the mayor's coming for dinner and you didn't put pants on. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, Katie. Oh, no, we need Batman and Bruce Wayne in the same room. Uh, what do we do? What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, and then you have uh, Jacob Kane as like the Red Foreman. I don't know, Bruce, but I know I'm going to break my foot off in your candy ass any moment. <laughs> I was in the Korean War, or the Nam, or I don't know. I was in some war sometime. <laughs> I'll lead a clandestine operation of assassins. <laughs> but because it's a sitcom, it's just like a neighborhood watch association. You're all my colony now. Yeah, he thinks there's a bit more than that, but yeah, it's just neighborhood watch. We just we, we just want to make sure kids don't kick over trash cans and spray paint. We're going to be running Black Ops 24-7, everybody. <laughs> Real dark shit. <laughs> you will have nightmares. You will question there being a god. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Man, you know, the more we joke about my cousin Bruce, the more I think we got a pitch here for a show. <laughs> Oh, that, that bad boy Jason Todd revving his motorcycle again in the alley. <laughs> I think he stole the tires off my car. And Jason Todd's just played by Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah. Hey. All these years later, he's old. That's part of the plot. <laughs> hey, Mr. W, what's going on? Can I borrow some money? See me in my office. Uh, Jesus Christ, the more we talk about it, the more I love it. <laughs> what uh, what other news did I miss? We talked about the animated movies. We talked about the CW shows. I think that's that's pretty much it. There was a ton of new Star Wars stuff that got announced. Yeah, like um, like books and stuff. Uh, yeah, we're getting like like a Obi Wan and Qui Gon book, a Padme book, uh, something written by Tom Taylor. Don't ooh. know what yet. Um, something to do with the resistance or something i'm sure a lot of people are like well why wasn't there more marvel movie news 
at this Comic-Con. They have D23 now, guys, in October. And they're really they didn't they don't want to announce anything until after Avengers Four, as uh, Kim Feige has said. Mm-hmm. Which I know some people were hurt. It was like, well, I thought we'd see Captain Marvel. I thought we'd see some screens from Avengers or something. And again, it's like, as crazy as it sounds, a decade in, Marvel and Disney don't need Comic Con anymore. No, they have their own thing. They have. Remember, their- remember back when they announced like the Phase Three lineup? They did their own. Yeah. Like sort of conference yeah they also don't need to wait for it they could literally say tomorrow hey special conference for uh for captain marvel and everything else we're going to stream it live from the disney studios and they could just do it yeah and they'd probably make money from it as well they they can literally save themselves so much time and headache because i know every year and i know people in the comments would say this it would be like man warner brothers and dc really won this year yeah they did because disney and marvel didn't show up they had, yeah. they had a great show, and it would have been a really tight race if they did come, but the fact is they don't need Comic-Con anymore. And part of that's kind of sad that one of the major two is just like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll do it. We'll do it at D3, or we'll do it at D23. We'll do it in New York in October because we're, we're actually the last company who is still in New York. Yeah, we'll do it live. We'll do it live, much like this live show, Matt, although I'm sure unlike our live show, not kept together with duct tape, not constantly knocking and pinging. I apologize for the 30-odd people who stuck around, or 40-odd people who stuck around. I thank you for being patient. <laughs> you, you're the real fans. You're the real OGs. Big love, big homies. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> but yeah, is that is that everything, Matt? Is that everything we got? Yeah, that's pretty much everything. Yeah, and it's only 11.30 Eastern Standard Time, or uh, 11.13 Eastern Standard Time. That ain't bad at all. How about that? How about that? Uh, we want to stick around and take some uh, stream uh, messages from the people who stuck around? Yeah, yeah, we might as well do that. Yeah. All, right, all right, here we go. We'll, we'll, take, uh, we'll take a bunch of questions here from people. You, you might have to read it, because I don't know if my phone, if it's still... Uh, if it's still synced right or not, I can never tell. But if you see a good question in the chat. Right. Oh, Man Assault keeps asking us to talk about the new Dragon Ball Super movie Broly, which I know you probably haven't seen the trailer for. I've seen it for and don't particularly I, really care. I don't mind Dragon Ball Super, but I'm not you know, jumping at the chance to talk about it. I, I've seen screens from it. I know the importance of this, that uh, Toriyama is finally making Broly canon. After saying yeah. that there was another legendary Super Saiyan who was a girl in Super, but now Broly is canon again, and he got a bit of a redesign. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's cool. I know everyone loves Broly, so there you go. If you love Broly, you're getting more Broly, and you're getting canon Broly on top of it. Yeah, canon Broly is good Broly. Mm. I love uh, Team Four Stars' parody version of the Broly movie. They do like a rock version. Broly, 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 why are you so big? (laughs) With his best friend Kubla (laughs) Khan. Oh yeah, Invader Zim, Steven Universe. I'm I'm not that big into Invader Zim. I haven't really given it a chance. But yo, Steven Universe, new episodes drop tonight, and they're getting a TV movie. And they're getting a crossover with a bunch of other CW shows. Fuck yeah, Flashpool, hell yeah. Cool, cool. I, I don't watch those shows, so yeah. There cool. you go. Uh, Crane Dad versus the Brown Lantern, Matt. Who wins? 
Ooh, both are pretty powerful. Crane Dad has the power of cranes, but the brain lantern, uh, the brown lantern, can control the feces and everything. <laughs> yeah, he he could kill you. Yeah. with your own feces. He has the feces force, which is one of the primal forces of the universe that was released when the source wall was destroyed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what it's the one after the still force. The still force, the brown force, <laughs> the feces force. Hmm. Is there any Marvel or DC stuff you two disagree on? That's a good question. I mean, Matt and I agree on most things. I'm sure there's some stuff we disagree on. Yeah, well, we haven't really found really anything because we both read mainly the same stuff and like the same stuff. It's true. It's true. It's a little rough. I, I know there's been books in the past, but like when Matt and I disagree, we disagree very gently. Oh, well, we, we understand, but I'm not like calling for your death or anything uh, like most people do on twitter or something there you go uh the the silencer is apparently going to be an arrow only months after her debut man that was quick yeah it was because punisher's got a tv show there you go i think silencer is going to make it out of all those new age of hero ones i think she's just interesting enough and just different enough from like the punisher that she might make it well see is she because then it kind of leans the other way doesn't that just make her like female deathstroke well, she has a power, though. She has an actual power, and it's different, and her costume well, you doesn't could look say, like You could say Deathstroke has a power as well. Yeah. Seeing he's, he's, he's kind of like a super soldier. But she can create a silence field, though. <laughs> Imagine how many people you could kill if you had a silence field. Oh, here's a good one from the chat, too. Godzilla King of the Monsters. I just watched that before we started. It looks pretty dope, doesn't it? It is. It's like, hey, everyone, remember the Brian Cranston Godzilla, how it was a little slow in places? We apologize for that, and to make up for it, use every fucking monster ever. <laughs> that that it's the universe there is kind of weird because it's like succeeding, and this is done by like WB who trip over themselves with like that with uh, with DC, but they don't trip over themselves with this or like um uh the the Harry Potter spinoffs or yeah. anything like that. It's just DC; they can't seem to get right. I mean, the second King Ghidra was there with his three heads i'm like fuck yeah oh my god he, he looks he looks really cool we only got to see one shot of him but yeah he looks i'm pretty excited about that and Mothra <laughs> and cameron and rodan <laughs> hey we probably might be getting them the director said there may there's going to be more monsters than what we've seen oh i'm sure there will be we we got all the warriors in this one matt yeah, and this is going to lead up to to Godzilla versus King Kong in like 2020 or something. That's right. I still have to see that King Kong movie. Actually, everyone told me it it's was really so good. good, and I didn't actually watch it yet. It's, yeah, it's really good. That's right. That's where they create like their Agents of Shield organization for giant monsters. Yeah, Monarch. Yeah, I, I I love the conceit of that Godzilla trailer too. It's like the world is fucked. We got global warming. And we got lots of bad stuff. How do we fix it? Monsters. More monsters for everyone is how we fix it. And I'm like, yes, finally, people I can get behind with their ideas. We need giant monsters. That'll fix it. Uh, again, you brought up the Harry Potter thing. I'm sure I mentioned this on the show before. I thought that Fantastic Beast movie was some bullshit. I, I I don't think it was needed. No, it's completely superfluous. The way most prequels are, Newt Scalamander is a stupid name for a stupid yeah. character who feels like a mishmash 
of every like Doctor Who fan fiction trope of like, oh, yeah. I'm so charmingly befuddled, and oh, I have you know mysterious motivations which you won't know for the whole movie, and like also the villain has mysterious motivations, so you spend like two thirds of that movie going, what does anyone want? <laughs> and for the sequel, they're like, oh, but we have young Dumbledore, and he recruits Newt. And I'm like, no, Newt sucks. Just have a movie about young Dumbledore. If you seriously want that, just do it. Also, I like Newt is a Hufflepuff, and I'm like, you're goddamn right you're a Hufflepuff. <laughs> you, you, you seem to be very passionate about this movie, Joel. I know, this movie that I hate. And Dumbledore being like, you must help me, Newt. I'm like, Newt isn't good at anything. Yeah, what does he have to I'm sure there's hundreds of other people. Unless they like want to lean into that and be like, no, Dumbledore actually picked Newt because he was being a bit of a Professor Xavier. He's actually completely expendable, and that's why he picked him. <laughs> you are you are so unamazing as a student. You could die and no one would care. You're scared of a desk. You're scared that's of actually part of have you seen the new trailer? Yes, I have. Oh, I'm scared, yeah, scared of, work- of a desk. I'm scared of working in an office. And I'm like, even more reason why I hate you as a character. <laughs> also, why why did you build a prequel around the dude who writes a book that the main characters read in the main series? Well, the thing is, they don't actually technically read like they read it in the books, but in the movies, I think it's referenced only a couple of times. Yeah. If it was like like a big thing in that, like they use it every now mm. and then, like oh, this is this monster and this monster, that would make sense. Like, where did this book come from? But the movies barely referenced it. It seems like such a backassward way to build a prequel into your series. And also, I'm going to say this too: I don't like Harry Potter in America. No, no, it's, I, it's weird. Part of the charm is the inherent Britishiness of Harry Potter. I say that as an uncultured North American. I like my teas and biscuits, and I like funny accents. And you don't get that in the American settings. And, no. also, and also Ezra Miller's in it, and it reminds me of the Flash in his stupid man bun. Do you see what he wore to the panel? I, I did, that actually. Panel? That was actually pretty fun. I did see that. <laughs> Which, again, further strengthens my theory that he was not acting in Justice League, that that's just how Ezra Miller is <laughs> in real just, life. They just captured that, like, well, we told him to act, but he didn't. <laughs> People in the chat saying, I knew Joel wanted to rant about Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, it's a weird button for me. Like, I'm not even that big a Harry <laughs> Potter fan. But it just offends me as a writer where it's like, really? All the interesting places you could go with a prequel and this was what you chose? Maybe one day we'll have to do like a commentary on the first one. We, we might have to. We really, really might have to. Uh, <laughs> all right, chat. Sorry I ranted there for a second. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? Anything else? I, I know we were asking for your questions and I just went on my own fucking thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's better that you, you at least didn't go on, like, some racial tyrant or something. You went on a Harry Potter tyrant. Mm. Yeah, that, that's my thing. That's my embarrassing rants on Twitter and social media, Harry Potter. Oh, <laughs> uh, Wade had a good one. Did you see the trailer for Netflix animated Dragon Prince from the head writer of Avatar? Yes, I did. Looks cool. I don't know about the animation. It's kind of got, like, this, uh, like, uh, Ruby meets, like, the new Berserk thing, but slightly better. Yeah. They're, like, trying to make it, like, a storybook, but they're also trying to make it CG at the same time. It looks like my bag. It's fantasy. There's dark elves. There's knights. There's big sword fights and everything. It's coming to Netflix. You know I'm going to see it. I'm looking forward to that Netflix show from um, Matt Groening, that oh, disenchantment. Yes, me too. That also looks cool. I mean, it comes out very soon, too. It comes out in August. Yeah, and, and you know you know what's even funny? Last night when I was getting on Netflix, I noticed Final Space finally got uploaded yes, to it. Yes, So I can did. finally watch it. 
Final Space got uploaded, and all of Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown. So again, everyone, oh nice! if you have not seen Final Space, it's only like 10 episodes. It's one of the best animated things of the year. It's funny, but it also goes places. It does that Rick and Morty thing of, like, let's actually get super serious for a minute. And it's really well handled, and the musical choices are really good. And it's a TBS show. They pumped a bunch of money in, and it's actually getting a secret uh, second season. Awesome. Uh, what else do we have here? Oh, someone asked what are your thoughts on the new Matt Groening show. I think it's going to be good. I, I like that it's the same, basically the same art style as Simpsons and Futurama. Most of the same voice actors. <laughs> and they even make a joke where it's like, first Groening did Springfield, then he did the far future, so let's do the obvious third one of going to the past. <laughs> uh, what else do we got going on? Uh, anything else from the chat? Anything at all? We know it's getting a little late now. Again, thank you everyone for sticking around. Did uh, did we get any donations I need to call out and thank in the thing there, Matt? Uh, where do I I find that? That would be it. Would be the utmost thing. If uh, if you see a name there, it will tell you. Actually, here I'll say in the chat too. If you gave any money, if you gave any cheers or anything, please tell me so I can thank you again. The whole stream is being held together with duct tape and gum. I haven't had a chance to actually look at it. So I'm um, sorry. We, we have two cheers. Oh, yes. Okay. From who? Uh, number one with 100 is Trappy Jenkins. Oh, Trappy, of course. Thank you, Trappy. Always appreciated. And number two is Flashpool24. Thank you, Flash. Well, that might have been from when I played God of War the other night, but they might have given more because they always give more. Either way, thank you, those two, for donating to the show. It's always much appreciated. Uh, there's actually many ways you can donate. I have a PayPal link down in the description. You can cheer because I'm an actual uh, affiliated member now. There's Gawkbox. If you download the app and watch a trailer, you can actually tip uh, the stream for free. You just have to watch whatever trailer they show you. So that's pretty cool. Uh, there's an Amazon link there I, I just filled with some stuff I like. So if you like the same things, you can buy it, and they, like, give me the difference, apparently. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that. Uh, any parting words, Matt, for everyone? We're nearing the two-hour mark. Uh, yeah, as, as we kind of said at the start of the show, I'm going to be going away next week, so we've got mm -hmm. uh, some... Uh, filler guests probably coming in. Yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it in case he has to back out at the last second, but I have a very interesting, very unexpected guest. He's a rising star on YouTube. Awesome. Logan Paul. No, fuck no. <laughs> no, the other Logan who looks like him but isn't him. <laughs> yeah, geez, could you imagine if I was at that point where I could actually get one of these people? Funny? You know, he's apparently dating, uh, what is it, uh, Chloe Bennett from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I did, and it got me really mad. <laughs> Made me really upset. So I'm like, wow, Flo, Ben, I thought you were super cool, and now I don't think you're super cool anymore. I thought you had some respect for yourself. Yeah, really. Joel's going to be his own guest. Hey, Flashpool, you joke about that, but if I can't make this Skype thing work next week, then, uh, yeah, uh, maybe I will be my own guest, or maybe I'll have to hunt down an older <laughs> version of Skype. There will be issues. Mark my goddamn words. There will be. <laughs> No, it's not Wooly, but I'd like to get Wooly. <laughs> Wooly would be fun. So, all right. Oh, yes, there's a new Vision book, too, coming from the lady who wrote the recent Mockingbird. You figure she's got to have a good pitch, because coming off the Tom King run, they wouldn't just give that book to anybody with a nothing pitch. That's true. That's true. Also, Vision's dying in the champion books right now. He's shutting down. His code is corrupted, but he wants to die, because he's like, oh, I've learned so much about life, and life is only worth living because it's brief. 
No, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, some interesting stuff going on from there. But uh, yeah, so is that everything, uh, Matt? Everything and all that we got that we need to talk about? We covered Comic Con. Yeah. Felt pretty good. It was a good show. Yeah, it was a good show. Not a great show. I feel in years past, my mind has been blown a lot more. Yeah, and I, I, again, I think it's mainly because we didn't have a a, a Marvel and a Lucasfilm presence there, yeah. like yeah, a whole H. Exactly, it's like not everyone in geek culture was represented there. And and even what we got with like WB and DC, they didn't actually announce anything new. No, no, it was all stuff that we knew was coming anyway. It was all stuff that we knew they were working on. There was no, there was no big surprise, is what there was. The feeling of yeah. surprise was an issue. Yeah, but we got New York Comic Con coming up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We got D23 also in October, so I'm sure we'll be doing this again if there's another big uh, explosion of news, as there often is. Definitely. Alrighty then. So thank you, everyone, for coming and joining. Thank you for sticking it out through the good times, the bad times, and the droppy <laughs> lag times. I'm sorry it had to be that way. Again, Matt and I are still fairly new to doing live shows. There's a reason we only do this once in a while. Again, hopefully we'll have the audio version for it, which will be nice, crisp, and clean, and have no problems to it. And, uh, yeah, I guess with that, we'll call it a night. If you're a patron, you'll get to re-listen to this first before anyone else. And for everyone else, it'll be up Wednesday at 8. Yeah. So thank you so much, everyone, and we will be back again next time. Bye-bye. Bye.